Welcome to the Wonder Boldly Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Christine. I am going to encourage and motivate you to take action towards your big goals. I'm going to teach you everything I've learned from building a very successful 25-year career, coaching people, and starting my own online business. I am going to give you so many action items, you are going to be able to wonder boldly. So thank you, Dee, so much for being with me today. This is so fun. So Dee and I met, oh, she made a comment on, I had posted like, what do we struggle with in business, online business? And so she commented and then I reached out to her. So we chatted and I said, oh my gosh, I should have you on the podcast because as my listeners know, this is what the podcast is all about. It's about wondering, is there more? And then taking action. And so Dee has done that. So I said, let's get you on the podcast and share your story. Um, So she graciously agreed to do that. Thank you so much, Dee, for being here with me today. Tell us what you do, what your business is. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Dee and I'm the owner of a travel business called Jack Dog Journeys. We go to Provence and we spend 10 nights and 11 days traveling through south the south of France. So the journey for Jack Doll started with me about about 17 years ago. I had the great opportunity to go to Julia Charles's house in Provence oh. and spend uh, over a week with three other women and myself in a cooking school. There was a, a lovely lady who purchased the property from the Beck family, whom um, most of you know when Julia wrote her cooking book for the States. Um, she uh, shared the writing of the book with a Simone Beck, who was huge in the, the, the writing of her of Julia's first cookbook. So Julia and Paul actually bought property from the Beck family and they built their summer house in Provence. So fast forward several, several years later, a lady uh, by the name of Kathy Allen purchased the property and started a cooking school. So um, this was open to anyone who wanted to go. And like I said, I had the opportunity of going with a group of, of great friends. That week that I spent at cooking school really kind of sparked an interest in me trying to start a business and take people over to share the same experience because it was such a great experience being in that location. Fast forward again, I decided that I could probably do this on my own. And I started working on getting Jack Dow Journeys together. So my goal for my trip is to uh, expose, I I really like to take new travelers who've never been to France, who've never been to the south of of France in that particular area and expose them to the food, the landscape, the history, um, just sharing really great times with, with your traveling buddies and experiencing the whole Provence experience for about 10 days, like I said. So that's kind of how Jacked Out Journeys was started. Thank you for sharing that. So what? So give us an example of what the 10 days would entail. 10 days on a Jacked Out Journey tour is going to start out in Nice, uh, France. Most of my uh, travelers come with me from the New York area since I'm based in Connecticut. Okay. Uh, we usually fly out of JFK and land in Nice eight hours later. Uh, we'll be greeted by our own private driver. And uh, we start the tour from Nice. You will be exposed to French cooking. You will be exposed to uh, 
many markets. I have a big interest in antiques. A lot of the ladies that go with me on this tour doesn't have to be just ladies. It can be men, but for the most part, it is ladies. But most of the ladies that go on the tour are also interested in antiques and market shopping. So we spend a lot of time exploring small markets and back roads, villages, and some of the larger markets. So you will cook, you will explore markets, and you will stay in many boutique hotels. We do switch hotels as we travel. Uh, we do Mediterranean boat cruises. Tell me more about that. Well, it's it's great. There was a part of Provence that was actually uh, heavily uh, exposed by the Romans. And we take a boat cruise out of Cassis, which is a port city in the south of France. And we travel to, uh, they're called Calanques. And they are um, cliffs that just literally rise out of the Mediterranean. They're very high. It is a national park. But we take the boat to the Calanques and we spend about five hours on the Mediterranean looking at the clocks and beautiful, beautiful area to be in. So I have never been. So some of my questions um, will show that. So when you're on this boat, how long is, how long are you on the boat? Do you see land? Are you out at sea? Like, no, no, no. The the Kalanx actually form in, in bay areas, not too far from the city of, of Cassis. We do about five hours. Okay. It's a narrated tour with other people. And we go into, you can pick and choose how long you want to be on this tour based on how many Kalanx you want to see. So we usually do about five different Kalanx. There's a national park in that area where you can hike the Kalanx or you can go by boat. So we choose to go by boat. Cool. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a it's a different flavor. When you're out on the water, you're looking back at the land and the villages. So it's a different exposure from being on the village or in the village to looking at the village from the water. Exactly. So quite beautiful. Yeah. Wow, I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What did you do before this and how did you pivot into doing these trips? I am a personal trainer in addition to a tour guide. So I've been training for many years, but as I've gotten older, I've decided I don't want to only train. I want to actually travel. Travel's always been a big part of my goal. Growing up, I was raised in a boarding house in Mississippi, and I was always exposed to a lot of different people and a lot of different foods. So being in that environment is a comfortable situation for me. So a tour is exactly what that is. You're doing food and you're doing different people. I thought it would be great to expose other people to this part of France. So it's kind of the way it started just being with people and sharing the same experiences that I had on a Jackdaw tours we actually go into pretty remote areas we don't visit big cities mm. so we're in a small van only 10 people at a maximum can go with me so most of the time you're going to be with someone in in a group that's four, five, six people, but never a large group. So because we do go the back roads of Provence, you can't get a tour bus in a, in a very narrow alleyway. So that's why I choose to keep the tours small. That makes sense. And are yeah. the, is there an age meaning like children on these tours or adults only, or how does that work? 
I think for this type of tour, it's best for adults only. Mm -hmm. I usually have women somewhere um, around 65 or older who uh, we have solo travelers who are maybe uh, going through some type of change in their life and they're trying to um, explore and and they're, they're on their own. So we do have a lot of solo travelers that come with us. We have cousins troops. My last tour was a group of four cousins. And that was really fun because you got the taste of the people reliving their lives together as children growing up. And then they they got to celebrate this great environment to be in. So that was really fun for me, seeing them reminisce about their life, but also seeing them now exploring new places still together as a family. So um, I love that. I love that. That, that was great. That's great. Um, I would say this is perfect for sisters tour, uh, cousins tour. We do allow men and we do have men occasionally, but for most, most of the time it's ladies. Okay. So you're the owner of the business. Is that true? That's true. And I'm the owner and the guide. And the guide. Are there other tour guides or no, just you? There are, there are other tour guides. As I said, I have a private driver who's been with us for um, quite a while. His name is Ferrard. He lives in Nice. So Ferrard is with us constantly. He drives, he helps us with our luggage and he, he will have dinner with us occasionally. But if there's a, uh, an issue, Ferrard is always there. He's great. I have tour guides in each city that will take us, for instance, when we're in Aix-en-Provence, we do a walking food tour. I have an, an additional guide that will take us to X and show us, you know, the different locations of some of the best foods in X. We have, of course, a chef who actually leads the cooking class. So her name is Rosa Jackson. She's a niece. So yes, there are other there are other guides beside myself, but I'm I'm the head guide. I'm with my guest all the time. So if people sign up for one of your trips, are they always getting you, or they might get somebody else? No, they're gonna always get me. In addition to um, a, a guide who's local to the area that we're in, but I'm always with them. Right. Night and day. We we all stay in the same hotels together. Is there like an itinerary that people go through and get and kind of know? And is there downtime? And like, what does a day in the life look like on one of the tours? Absolutely. I've been on tours myself. And what I disliked about other tours was the constant um, having to meet and having to be on a schedule. So I decided reforming Jackdaw. Yes, there is an itinerary. There is a schedule. But if my guests say they're not feeling so great that day or they're tired, they don't have to stay with us. We will come back and pick them up when you're ready. We do take one complete down day in one of the villages that we stay in. So nice. Cartier de Sure. Uh, the hotel is also a spa. So we take, we don't leave the village that day. You're allowed to go out, do what you want to do, sleep in as you want, as late as you want to do, join us for lunch if you choose. And then that afternoon, people usually go to the spa. So it's a very relaxing day. Um, I do let, I don't let, but I do suggest that people uh, in the afternoons, maybe they'll break away from the tour and they'll go shopping on their own, or maybe they'll just go and journal. So yes, I do put downtime in this tour. I don't want them constantly racing around. I want them to be able to enjoy the environment, the scenery. I mean, we we are out in wine country, so you want to you want to take your time and look and see where you are. So um, a lot of Provence 
for me, and I think for the same with anybody that travels, there's a there's a sense of the beauty of the landscape, but there's also an aroma or a smell. I know that sounds a little strange, but there's an aroma or there's a smell that comes with being in that area. So I want people to experience Provence every way, not just the food, not just the wine, but actually the the sense of Provence. And I try to include that in the tour. I love that. So for my audience, um, we are recording this over Zoom so I can see Dee's face. When she just mentioned the scents and the smells, her face lit up. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit. Tell us, I don't really know what I'm going after, but there was something there. Tell us more about that. I don't think if you are in a city, a huge city, or we do go to X and Nice, and those will be the largest cities we're in, but you don't get the same feeling you get when you're in the countryside of Provence, when you're actually on the water, or when you are in a vineyard, you do you do pick up on the atmosphere. There's a, a city that we tour, it's our first stop on the tour, and it's called St. Paul de Vance. It's an old medieval village that has turned, uh, for the most part, into um, an artist village. There are many, many studios. uh, And the story that goes with St. Paul is that the air there is clear and pure. So many of the famous French artists migrated to that city and they painted it's it's out. It's not in a in a big city. So it's something that you you can clearly see. There's there's the vista is bright and uh, there's a lot of greenery, of course. But there's a there's a pureness of the sun that comes in. It's not it's not covered with fog or uh, you know smog of a big city or something. It's just it's just known for the clarity of the light. So those are the things that you see when you get out of the big cities. And in addition to that, of course, you you know, you, you, you'll smell the lavender and it depends on the season that you go. Each season is really different. Oh, wow. So, I love that. Have you been there for every season? What's your favorite season? Uh, for me, it would be the fall. Again, getting back to the, um, the aromas of Provence. In the fall, they start to burn some of the grapevines. So you get this wood stove smell that penetrates the valleys as you're driving around. Of course, the grapevines have turned red for most of the time, not every time, but most of the time they will turn red. And then you get this smell from the wood fires burning. So that again is a different, it's a different feeling. Spring, of course, is beautiful. You get your spring flowers. It's not my favorite. The fall is my favorite. I don't go in the summertime. It's too crowded. It's too hot and it's too expensive. This year, we introduced a market winter tour the very end of November into December. That didn't take off this year, but I'm hoping that for next year, because I do want to experience Mm -hmm. Provence in the Christmas winter season. Mm -hmm. Again, it's going to be a different feel. Beautiful. Thank you for that. That the way you describe that is so inviting. So inviting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So thank you so much for your time. And before I let you go on the Wonder Boldly podcast, my audience knows that I always ask the guests for action items for the listener. Being very clear, we're not looking for a big long list. It can be one thing like, what would you suggest for the listeners? who are maybe wondering what it would be like to start their own business, wondering what it would be like to go to France, what would be one thing that they could do 
now after listening to this episode that you would recommend as an action step, maybe something you did in the past? Research the area that you want to go to because each area in Provence is totally different or in France is totally different. So make sure you know what you're getting. If you come with a Jackdaw Journeys tour, you're not going to see the lavender because that's in the summer. So make sure you have a goal Mm. of what you want to see when you go to Provence. Make sure you do some research and decide Mm -hmm. what, what your goal is. That's great advice. Thank you. Thank you for that. So as we wrap up, Do you currently have anything you want to let our listeners know about? Do you have any current offerings? What if they, I'm going to put all your links in the show notes so they can find you. Um, What should they be looking out for? I think people are still nervous about traveling after COVID. Um, And I did go over in uh, 2021 and there were quite a few rules and regulations and testing and masks. Mm. That's all gone. You don't have to do that anymore. If you choose to wear a mask, you can, of course, on a plane or whatever, but it's not required. So it's back to the way Provence used to be. It's more comfortable. So if you're afraid of traveling because of COVID or you're a little apprehensive, there is no need to be. Go travel while you can. Thank you, Dee. Thank you so much for your time. This has been so interesting and very exciting. And I love the, yeah, I feel it from you. And I love the description of personally, everyone's different, but the fall and the smell. It's sensational. It really is. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you and I appreciate your time today. Thanks. See you soon. 